want to thank every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. The audio you're hearing is from billionaire Jeff Bezos giving a press release after his first flight on the new Shepard spacecraft developed by his own company, Blue Origin. The criticism Bezos faced. Jeff Bezos is being called tone deaf for his remarks following his historic space flight. Reflects a sentiment held by many in today's modern society. Yes, Amazon workers did pay for this with lower wages, union busting, a frenzied and inhumane workplace. Congresswoman AOC tweeted. However, that criticism is not without pushback. My only issue with this is I was raised not to count other people's pockets. I mean, that's my only thing. No, I, I was raised not to count no, nobody's money. Part. You don't know what they did to get their money. You don't know how hard they work for their money. Billionaires, a powerhouse in today's society. 745 of them own $5 trillion. And that's $2 trillion more than the bottom 50% of U.S. households. There are many perspectives on these eccentric individuals. However, this podcast is going to cover a specific umbrella of these views. Their sentiment in the tech scene. Is amassing such hordes of wealth doable by ethical means? If it isn't, do those in tech simply overlook it, or are they critical? What does it even mean to put a cap on wealth? These are the questions posed by the masses, and for the good of the people, they must be answered. Generally speaking, the most popular sentiment around billionaires is an adverse reaction. For instance, Rebecca Aries, a writer for popular news source Vogue, describes how billionaires should not exist. She describes how tech billionaires can accumulate more money in 10 seconds than their employees can in an entire year. This is not only a feeling held in journalism, as it spills over into media and culture as well. Films like The Social Network, a movie which depicts the rise of Mark Zuckerberg in wealth and his fall in social standing, and YouTubers such as Cruel World Happy Mind, who describes tech billionaires as psychopaths, villains that are destroying the world, show proof to the fact that millions of people want to see a criticism of the extremely wealthy. Within the tech world, there is no lack of this viewpoint. An article by Ingrid Robbins of The Correspondent describes how Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife of Bezos and a billionaire herself, believes strongly in the dangerous consequences of mass wealth accumulation. Despite her quite literally being a billionaire in the tech scene, Scott describes how there's no question in her mind that anyone's personal wealth is the product of a collective effort and of social structures which present opportunities to some people and obstacles to countless others. Those in tech often feel as though, despite the undoubted genius of many of these billionaires, they are intensely disconnected from the masses. In fact, Natalie Musumesi, a business insider, discusses in a post-interview article about the same spaceflight mentioned earlier how Bezos attempted to pander to the emotions of the general public by saying that spaceflight is critical to preserve the planet, a comment which should not fly with many, especially folks in tech. Those with academic standing as well also feel passionate about cracking down on billionaires. A paper by Jessica Flanagan and Christopher Freeman, published in the National Library of Medicine, argues how billionaires must address morally important goals rather than spend on what the public may consider to be fruitless endeavors, while also describing how billionaires hold far more power than any human being should be able to. 
The hammering of these individuals of incomprehensible wealth is relentless, and the number of criticisms they face are near endless. However, it goes without saying that every story has two sides. Personal freedom is a tenet of democracy and of the United States. Liberty in its purest form is a core value to millions of Americans, and those in tech are no stranger to such an idea. Therefore, why must one cap the wealth of an individual and exert an influence on how he or she controls that wealth? Such is the argument that defends billionaires' freedom of wealth. Elon Musk, perhaps the most influential of all tech billionaires, described criticisms of the ultra-rich as, quote, morally dumb, saying that using the term billionaire as a pejorative is nonsensical, considering that the products they create improve life for the masses. Additionally, Tim Meads of popular conservative news outlet, The Daily Wire, described such a defense in an article defending how ex-president Trump averted taxes through legal loopholes. His argument is based on the fact that the legal loopholes that benefit the ultra-rich and conservative powerhouses also benefit those that are critical of billionaires. He paints the picture that upper and upper middle class liberals, a huge demographic of those that are in tech, are benefiting from the same system that puts billionaires in power, and as such, their criticisms of controlling wealth are invalid. Many conservatives and libertarians believe that to muddle with the wealth of others is an extreme breach of the liberty provided by the United States. One of the greatest assets within the tech world is innovation. And innovation comes from personal drive, competition, and aspiration. As such, the question is oftentimes begged, why should we put a cap on how high one can dream? Joe Budden of the Joe Budden Podcast summarizes the feeling well when he discusses how he was never taught to count other people's pockets. Additionally, as per a pro-con paper by Natalie Leppard, monetary power allows those without a name to build an image for themselves, allowing them to exert control over the political sphere without having a pre-existing legacy or dynasty in government. It allows those who are unknown to make a name for themselves by utilizing the same system that everyone else does. Most importantly, however, is where's the line? $999 million? A billion? Two billion? It's hard to say how much money is too much, and so where do we ethically draw the line? These counter viewpoints are significant in the sphere of tech and reflect how many feel, but the real truth, the real feelings, are a little less black and white. There is no shortage of criticisms that these ultra-wealthy face, even from those who respect the work they accomplish. Jason Jang, a student at Georgia Tech majoring in CS, looking to get involved with fang companies, a common term to describe tech giants Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google, all of which are owned by billionaires, described it as, despite the great contributions of these tech billionaires to society, they are eliminating competitors in an almost monopolistic fashion, something that is inherently wrong. Essentially, what those in tech want to see is technological advancement, as reflected by Jason, and this tends to be achieved by stress on the market or competition. Industry tends to be a good thing, but those who amass billions of dollars tend to acquire the resources to stomp out competitors and therefore hurt the innovation aspect that those in tech want to see. 
this nuanced way of thinking, where the actions and power of billionaires is considered negative, while the mass wealth accumulation itself isn't seen in such a light, appeared as quite a common trend when interviewing students with prospective careers in tech. A news article published by the Thiranka, a small Australian student paper, explores this further by proposing a balanced solution to the issues between freedom of wealth and anti-extreme wealth policies, with something essentially known as the Robin Hood tax. A tax that charges money on currency conversion globally, a tax that would hurt billionaires the most. When discussing this with students at Georgia Tech, especially those interested in the world of tech giants run by billionaires, this solution had a resoundingly positive effect. Effectively, such a tax would allow innovation to prosper and people to accumulate however much wealth they dream to desire while also taxing them of a significant portion of it. Even after such a tax, they would still remain incredibly wealthy with an unimaginable amount of financial freedom. Ultimately speaking, the sentiment around billionaires in the tech scene is that it's complicated. Many are resoundingly against the idea while some cannot fathom personal liberty being violated, while most, as reflected by a sample of the population at Georgia Tech, are somewhere in between. The divide between rich and poor is one that has existed for centuries and will likely exist for centuries more. However, if we find a compromise somewhere in the middle, somewhere where we may be all able to see eye to eye, perhaps we may be able to foresee a future not marked by the height of personal fortunes, but by the depth of social upliftment for all. I'd like to thank my fellow students at Georgia Tech for discussing this topic with me. Additionally, I'd like to credit the Daily Wire, Teen Vogue, ProCon, CNN, the National Library of Medicine, Coral World Happy Mind, the Theranka, the Joe Budden Podcast, the Correspondent, and Business Insider for making this podcast possible. And finally, from your host, Sadvik, thank you for listening.